Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today I have the pleasure of uh, having Reverend John Odom, General Presbyter, Mid-Kentucky Presbytery, as my guest. Uh, welcome, John. Thank you for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Stuart. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because, uh, well, for a number of reasons, but when people think about electric vehicles, um, which is, you know, what we're really, really into here with with the podcast, um, that's that's what we talk about. We don't always think about faith, you know, and through my work with Evolve Kentucky, which is Kentucky's electric vehicle group, one of the things we do, and, and listeners to the podcast will, will know about this, but one of the things we do is we have an Adopt-A-Charger program where we go out and we put in level two EV chargers uh, at, at community locations. And we do this because since we're a nonprofit, we, we have our mission, and our mission is to speed up the adoption of electric vehicles as a cleaner option for personal transportation compared to you know gas and and diesel vehicles so it's it's a very successful program for us and and we've been doing it for a while and we got a call from uh i think it was martha michaela uh from highland presbyterian church and we get a lot of calls we get calls for site visits uh, which is kind of the first step and we'll go out and we'll assess the site and we'll talk to the people involved and when we got there, um, it was Steve and Martha were there, um, and they were talking about, uh, and, and a number of other folks were talking about getting chargers for the church there. And we did the site visit, and we kind of do that to determine logistics and cost. And we were just kind of hanging out, and I always know that it's a, a good site visit when the people that requested it actually drive an electric car. So I, I almost feel like they're part of the family. And, and Steve and Martha had, had an, uh, I think it was a, a Volkswagen EV. So um, we were pretty much done with the site visit. And then Steve kind of turns to me and he goes, you know, we're really excited about this. We really want this to happen at our church, but it would be even better if we were able to leverage this and have more churches benefit from this. And he mentioned that uh, Mid-Kentucky Presbytery, and he said, you know, maybe we could put together some sort of a, a, a grant structure, and through a grant from this umbrella organization, several churches could get chargers and apply for this grant. And it was kind of one of those conversations where I felt like, okay, that's great. <laughs> I didn't know if it would actually go anywhere from that, but just a few days later, I get an email from Steve and it's it's all fleshed out. And he's like, I want to make sure this is accurate. And what do you think of this? And and it was actually, it was great. Um, and basically it resulted in, in six, I think it was six churches and a camp getting chargers, uh, dual chargers at each one. And uh, it, it was just such a success story that you know, I, I wanted to have you on to kind of explore this and talk about it. And um, we're not new to this. We we uh, installed chargers at a Unitarian church a few years back, and it kind of all falls under this umbrella of creation care. And I was wondering if you could kind of talk to that creation care and faith organizations. 
Right. So, Stuart, uh, thank you for the opportunity for me to come and speak to this. Uh, you uh, detail the program exactly right. Mid-Kentucky Presbytery is the 47 congregations in the center part of the state of Kentucky that are part of the Presbyterian Church USA. And we were glad uh, through the uh, impetus uh, from Evolve Kentucky and your program and also uh, with working with the Michaelas to uh, come alongside and to care for creation. Because as you rightfully put, um, creation care is really uh, at the center of who we are as people of faith. Um, in our scriptures, in the Bible, uh, at the very, very beginning of it all, uh, in the creation story in Genesis 2, uh, we, uh, as people of faith, hear how God created human beings uh, and the world and all that is in it, uh, the whole universe, but that God particularly gave the human beings that God created a very specific job. We are to uh, work and to care for uh, the planet that God uh, gave us, that God created us for. And so uh, from the very inception of uh, our understanding of faith, um, God and people and creation are all in a relationship with each other. And the relationship is not one of dominance or domineering. It's one of care and nurturing and protection and stewarding. So uh, creation care is part of who we are as people of faith. It's part of practicing a faith as being a Christian, as being a Presbyterian. We want to do things that will uh, tend and care for the creation that God has made for uh, human beings, for our enjoyment, for our care, for our very life itself. Um, so uh, this was a uh, really quite a no-brainer to help us to say uh, fossil fuels are, are, have taken us a long way, uh, and, but they've also come with some, some downsides, which are pollution and uh, contributing to uh, climate change, and that EVs are a cleaner way of uh, helping us to uh, move back and forth across distances. And this seemed like a great way for the church to put into practice the teachings and the beliefs that we have that we are called to care for all of creation. Now, I guess specifically with the Presbyterian Church's uh, view of creation care, you know, we were talking about the electric vehicles and, and the chargers. Uh, are there other concrete initiatives that have kind of, uh, you know, come your way or, or that you're aware of and, and what individual churches uh, and, and, you know, maybe your group as a whole are, are looking at and working with? Right. Well, what is wonderful uh, about uh, the Presbyterian Church and and, and is that our care and our concern for creation is as varied as uh, the members that make up our congregations and our very congregations themselves. Uh, many of our congregations uh, have installed community gardens in order to help people grow more of the food that they need closer by so we don't have to have folks having our, our food that we eat travel further than maybe we do when we go on vacation. Uh, so that locally sourced it thing is one of the things that many of our churches are doing. It also is a way to uh, alleviate hunger uh, because uh, many of our churches open up their community gardens for anyone in the community who wants to come and 
uh, till the soil, grow things, and they get to take the proceeds, uh, the, the, the produce of their labor uh, home with them and feed their families. Um, that's one example. Some of our churches are also involved in uh, trying to care for creation through uh, changing out light bulbs, uh, changing from uh, incandescent to first fluorescent and then to LED uh, or other more fuel-efficient ways of uh, delivering light and lighting up our, our facilities, our buildings. Some of our congregations have installed you know, low-flow toilets and other things to minimize the impact of water usage that we're having. Uh, some of our uh, congregations uh, also that have uh, community gardens uh, use uh, rain collection tubs to help to uh, water their gardens so that they're not actually using a water from the tap. There are a variety of ways that our different congregations are trying to come at the whole issue of uh, caring for creation in ways that are larger or smaller, uh, uh, very varied across uh, our presbytery. Yeah, I mean, one of the words I keep kind of hearing coming up is is community, which is something that I remember going on one of the site visits at one of the churches. I can't remember which one it was, but for the most part, all of these churches were not only excited about the potent, the possibility of getting these chargers for their church, but also they seem to understand that it wouldn't necessarily just be for church members and and it would be opened up to the community. And they liked that. They liked that idea that they were not only doing something internally, but also kind of opening their doors, if you will, to the entire community at, at large. And one, um, one church said that, oh, you know, is it possible in addition to, you know, doing the, putting the chargers in to put in a outside, you know, um, regular outlet, 110 outlet, because we have homeless people that are you know, coming around and they want to charge their phones and we want to make that easier for them. So I really thought, oh, that that's really wonderful that, you know, you're, you're kind of not only going with the program and, at, you know, but you're taking it a step further and you're thinking how else you can, you know, kind of benefit the community. Absolutely. You know, one of the central mottos of the Christian faith is that we are to love God and love our neighbors as ourselves. And uh, so community is built into who we are as people of faith. We are, uh, we're not loving God appropriately if we're not also loving our neighbors and finding ways to reach out and to extend uh, love and care and compassion uh, to the whole community. So that's really central to who we are. So I'm not, uh, I'm pleased, not at all surprised that you have gotten that uh, wonderful story about uh, putting in the plug for homeless folks to charge up their phones because that's who we are as people of faith. We want to uh, benefit, be a benefit to the community uh, wherever we are, uh, not just the community within the church, our own members, but indeed uh, everyone in the community in the world. Right. And, it, and it's really like not just preaching, but also practicing what you preach. I, I remember going to Highland Presbyterian Church after the install was done. One of the things we, we, we do for most, if not all of the sites is we'll paint on a template uh, on the actual parking space so that it's very clear 
that these are spaces for electric vehicles. And I was there with one of our Evolve members um, in his uh, Rivian truck. He just got his truck. So we kind of christened that as, as far as a official work truck that day. Um, but, you know, he's an atheist and he turns to me and I, I guess Highland Presbyterian Church had a, a program for, it looked like it was a program for immigrants and, and, and people were coming in and out of the church and there was just a lot of, a lot of really buzz and activity going on and, and you could tell good things were happening. And, and uh, my friend turns to me and goes, uh, this is a church I could belong to, uh, which I, I guess is high praise from uh, an atheist. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it is the not just talking about it, but actually doing something about it, which which is impressive. It's, I, I'm kind of wondering, um, because I think churches, all, probably virtually all places of worship are always looking for new members and there's always like uh and it seemed like a lot of the places we visited uh perhaps the the congregants were looking for younger people to come and join i mean is there a difference between the attitudes of of younger and older congregants when it comes to creation care do you think something like ev charging stations might uh be an amenity that you know, might out, be an outreach for, for folks, uh, kind of different demographic. Absolutely. I think you uh, put your finger on it, Stuart, is that all too often what turns people off towards people of faith is the fact that people of faith say one thing and then they act in a way that is different to what they say. They don't practice what they preach. And we felt like this program was a way that we could be very uh, tangible and very public about trying to put our faith values into action to benefit ourselves, our community, the whole of creation. And so it was a real easy way for us to turn that narrative around and hopefully be a witness to our communities that people of faith do, as at their very core, try to uh, walk the walk, uh, not just talk the talk. Um, one of the other pieces about that is that, you know, many younger uh, people are rightfully concerned and have, I think, a lot of the uh, surveys and studies have shown that uh, younger Americans are much more concerned as a whole about climate change than us, maybe folks who are older. I'm not sure we see that difference in the church because, again, of our teachings that we're to care for all of creation. Uh, but indeed, I do think this, this is a great way to witness to people of all ages, but specifically to younger uh, people who may not be as uh, familiar with churches uh, that uh, help them to see what we stand for without them having to even come inside uh, and attend a worship service or any other programming. I find it interesting because when you're talking about electric cars, you're talking about electric vehicle, you know, charging stations. I'm very familiar with it, but for some people, it, it seems like the future, you know, and it seems like like technology and, and in a big way. And you know, you, you think about faith and uh, beliefs, and I, I I kind of earlier today I was thinking about like William Shatner, you know, going up to space. You know, and and buying a ticket on, on on a ship, you know, to go up to space to look back on the Earth. You know, it seems like when anybody ever does that, you know, uh, I mean, in our day to day thing, we're just so locked into our day to day routines and what's going on here. 
but that kind of view um, looking back at the earth you could tell from the video after he just got out of there and he was just you know changed something like that just changed him and he was thinking this is our earth this is something that we have to care for and it was a real like emotional thing for him i just think that's kind of an interesting kind of juxtaposition yes and, and i think it's a juxtaposition that uh people of faith talk about a lot uh, in our churches we talk about uh the fact that uh, our beliefs open us up to wonder and to awe and to mystery and Many of the Psalms and scripture talk about a finding God in the beauty of the creation itself, in the glory of creation. Uh, some of the Psalms talk about experiencing God through thunder or lightning or the majesty of mountains or the beauty of uh, flowers. And so I, I think that that is an area that we as people of faith uh, are very sensitive to is that sort of connecting us to something bigger. Uh, that's part of what the faith journey is all about, is reminding us that it's not just about me, but it's about we. It's about how we go about things together, uh, our God, neighbors, ourselves. Um, so I think that that's an important uh, place where maybe the church and William Shatner uh, share some things in common. Right, right. Now, I'm also kind of wondering, you know, are there naysayers? You know, uh, is there... Any backlash, climate deniers, it, it, it's odd to me to think, you know, because like I have, my wife and I have electric cars, we have solar on our house. But a lot of these things have kind of, I, I think it's relatively recently, been kind of associated with, oh, you're on the left or oh, you're on the right. I mean, does the idea of like electric cars, does it bridge, you know, right and left? I'm kind of wondering if that comes into play at all. Um. You know, I would say that a church is a community of people, and people have all sorts of political views that, um, and other views uh, that span uh, the whole spectrum of, of uh, human uh, experience. So I think that there are people uh, in a variety of places. I can tell you that uh, what, what I found fascinating is that the primary concern or pushback that I heard from some of the churches that were in discernment about putting in the electric vehicle charging stations were they really wanted to make sure, one, that it was truly beneficial to the uh, electric chargers and electric cars were truly beneficial to uh, the environment and helped control climate change. Uh, and two was an, uh, uh, another concern was they wanted to make sure that the chargers, uh, while are, they're free, there was even a concern that some folks may not have access to electric vehicles because electric vehicles, uh, at least the perception is that the price of them can be higher than internal combustion engine uh, vehicles. And they wanted to make sure that the church was uh, doing something that would benefit people of all uh, shapes and sizes and socioeconomic backgrounds. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and that kind of brings up something that I've been thinking about because, you know, we have this partnership and we put these chargers in. And again, we're not we're not a for profit business. You know, we're we're for the most part a volunteer organization. We are a nonprofit. We, we have this greater mission and 
the one of the biggest, if not the biggest part of that mission is education. And unfortunately, there's a lot of, you know, misinformation out there, or there's just a lot of folks that just don't know, you know, everything there is to know about, you know, the state of electric vehicles these days. So I was thinking there there is a, a piece of the puzzle that probably is missing that um, I, I think we would like to reach out to you all and for the the churches that got chargers and even churches that you, you don't have chargers yet, but may get them in the future, have a program where we come in and we do a presentation and we answer questions because it's great to have these chargers there, uh, but I'm sure some people are, you know, first of all, do they notice them? Do they understand? Like you're saying with the being able to afford, my wife and I have more modest uh, electric vehicles. I have a Nissan Leaf, an old Nissan Leaf. She has a Chevy Volt 2011 and 2012. So there is this perception out there um, for, for better or for worse. I think it, a lot of times it's for worse is that all electric cars are Teslas, you know, and they're very expensive and that's changing. And it's also as used cars come onto the market, that's changing. But we really want to kind of drive home that EVs are for all, you know, EVs are for everybody. And um, I, I think that it, it takes more work, but I think we do need to go out and we do these, these kinds of talks all the time where we can kind of give very basic information, but then open it up because I'm sure people have questions. Stuart, I think that's a fantastic idea. I think that would be a wonderful next step uh, for the churches that, uh, put in uh, car chargers or, or for uh, those churches that maybe considered it or may yet put them in, um, because I think that, that we're all learning about how to better care for creation. And uh, uh, as new technologies come on board, it takes us time to figure it out and to become familiar with and comfortable with um, changing technologies. Um, I know that I'm not nearly as comfortable with uh, uh, phones and uh, uh, and other technologies uh, as as my children or or as grandchildren might uh, who have been raised with those technologies from the very beginning. So I think that uh, you rightfully point out that sort of education gap, and I think that could be a, a wonderful uh, addition and continuing of the partnership. Yeah, yeah, and count me in there too. I'm. <laughs> I'm always asking my kids for, for help. So, And I guess also, how widespread is creation care in Presbyterianism and, and Christianity, Christianity overall? I mean, it, obviously, we're working on things here. Um, are there parts of the nation and the world that are, you know, doing more than others? Or um, how does the, how does it if come down, if you will, like uh, as far as from the from the top, you know, um, and and I mean, are, are folks proud about reporting, you know, the kinds of things they're doing? So, um, Stuart, I, I think that Christians in general are very concerned about uh, caring for creation in a variety of ways. Um, I think that many denominations here in the United States. Uh, many Presbyterian churches are finding ways to be continue to steward and to continue to be better stewards of uh, creation and all of our natural resources. Um, 
And I think that particularly as we look to Christians in Europe, I think that sometimes they're at the forefront of sensitivity and uh, thinking about God and neighbor and creation and how they all go together. Um, I just got back from a visit to England and Scotland uh, and was with some church folks over there and found that they were very concerned about ways to minimize their carbon footprint. Uh, And uh, just like we are here in the United States, and I think that it is something that we all look to do and find ways to do better. And I think that's why the car charging installations were win-win for all. Right. Well, this is great. I mean, it's almost a half an hour, which is amazing. <laughs> I've really enjoyed talking. Is is there anything that I haven't touched on that you'd like to talk about uh, kind of in relation to this? Uh, I can't think of anything uh, other than I hope that uh, folks will find ways to find the chargers and use them. I can tell you that one of the other anxieties that some of our um, uh, churches had is they were afraid that they may not get used very much. And um, so I hope that you can find them on maps. Uh, I think they're on there uh, for electric car chargers pop up on maps uh, 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 and I hope you'll not feel at all shy about pulling into a Presbyterian church that has one and plugging in and receiving uh, the energy and the charge for free, um, because that's why we did it. And we want them to be used and useful for all. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, to your point about maps, um, for the most part, we, we always put all the locations on PlugShare, uh, the PlugShare app. Uh, so all of these churches, all of our charges that we've installed are on PlugShare. And that is kind of the go-to app for finding charging in a community. And I already know, uh, you know, because I, I monitor PlugShare. And I, if I haven't, I haven't, I haven't but uh, I will share with you some of the, the really nice comments that I've, we've gotten already from folks in the community that are using these chargers. So it's already been a benefit. And it's nice to be able to think of, again, places of worship, not as just kind of walled off places, but places that are open to their community and interacting with their community, because that's what it, I think that's the the best way to to have it. So, well, I, I can't thank you enough. This has been really wonderful. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you for your ministry of uh, uh, helping us uh, get more electric chargers out there so that we can uh, have more electric cars and folks will feel more comfortable and we can care for the planet that God gave us. Great. Thanks again. Take care now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash EVU. Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.